Bring your hearts together with mine in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful afternoon you've given us, a peaceful time where the sun is setting and the breeze is soft, and we pray, Lord, that you would remove distractions from our hearts and minds and work by your Spirit, that your word would sink deep within our hearts. As you have announced to all of us that we're forgiven, forgiven by all you've done for us in Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that that forgiveness is what we rest in. In your Son, Jesus' name, amen. We love announcements, don't we? I mean, think of how often you love hearing the announcements at the beginning of church, right? It lets you know what's going on. Uh, when Debbie did the morning announcements on the video, you got to hear her express everything that was going on. We have wedding announcements that get you know, posted up on the fridge or birth announcements that get put up or any other kind of announcement. Their announcements often are such joyous occasions, wonderful opportunities to share in someone's life. And sometimes you get to go be present with them as they celebrate whatever they're announcing. And those announcements are wonderful. As other announcements, I guess we don't like so much. We don't like the announcement, you know, if a divorce is happening or if someone we love has died. We don't like the announcements of things that catch us off guard sometimes. Whether good or bad, sometimes the really odd announcements or the really unexpected announcements are really hard to wrap our head around, you know? Kind of catches you and you, you stop for a second and say, really? Is that, is that what's going on? Is that what's happening? And sometimes they're beautiful announcements. I, we watched um, Miracle on 34th Street last night. And oh, I know, it's such a fun movie. And at the end of it, you know, there's this beautiful announcement as uh, the family is coming up for a photo shoot at the house. Uh, we were watching the newer version of it. I can't remember if it's exactly the same in the black and white version as well. But they get up to the house and the guy says, the house is yours. She says, wait, what? Really? No, we're just here for a photo shoot. That can't be. That's too generous. That's too big. That's way too big of a gift. That doesn't make sense. Yet that announcement was just as true. It's exactly what it was. The house was theirs. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was perfect. Now think how much bigger and odder this announcement of Gabriel to Mary would have been. Here she is as a young to mid-teen, betrothed to a man and trying to figure out life of what that's going to look like. And Gabriel comes to her as she's sitting in Nazareth, again, a backwoods kind of backwater town where nobody really expected anything good out of. And Gabriel comes in and says, Mary, favored one of God. You're going to have a baby. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? Yeah, the power of the Most High is going to come. He's going to be called Son of God, Son of the Most High. He's going to be given David's throne and his kingdom. It's going to last forever. Huh? I mean, how would you receive that news? How would you receive something that is so out of left field and first off from an angel. Remember, it had been a long time since people had really seen angels. I mean, it was only six months earlier that Gabriel went and talked to Zechariah, but that was in the privacy of the temple. 
And he was silent. Couldn't really tell anybody about it. It had been a while since this presence of angels bringing God's beautiful word to them had happened. And so she rightly is afraid. I mean, way too often I think we have this nice, beautiful, little, soft picture of angels. But if you notice, every single time an angel speaks in Scripture, what's their first word? Don't be afraid. Or actually, more often translated, stop being afraid. It's catching people in the midst of fear. Because angels... You know, if we remember the titles of God as the Lord of hosts, a host is one, is an army. The Lord of hosts is the Lord of angelic armies. These angelic spiritual warriors, big, strong, mind-blowing figures that are well outside of our regular comprehension of what we would see in front of us suddenly appears in front of Mary and says, you're going to have a child. And she says, that doesn't work. Because I am only betrothed to Joseph, and we've been waiting. And what do you mean I'm going to have a child? I'm not ready for that. That's too big of a responsibility here. Hold on. Now, we don't get all those words from her, but if she's anything like me, that would have been like the thoughts going through my mind, at least. You know, she, in Scripture, is very well portrayed as Luke likely interviewed her with exactly what happened. And she just lays out from the facts of what happened. This big, beautiful announcement. See, and what I love about this announcement is, is that it wasn't an empty announcement. I mean, first off, it would have been a few months for her to really realize if this announcement was going to come true for her life. But what does the angel do? He walks her straight into her family, right? And he says, look, your cousin, Elizabeth, it's the sixth month now that she is with a child. From her who was called barren, you can go talk to her. You can see the physical evidence. There's something tangible in your time right now that you can go experience and find out that my words are true. See, there's other announcements that we get too. You get announcements as Satan's word works into your ear, and you get announcements from scriptures quite often a lot, and you get announcements which actually you confess to me. You're a sinner. That's one of those announcements that sometimes we have a hard time wrestling with. And then a lot of folks just don't want to hear it at all. That announcement's hard for us to handle. But see, there's another announcement too. And you heard it proclaimed into your ears. You're forgiven. You're forgiven by all that Christ has done. And that forgiveness is not just an ethereal thing that's sort of out there. God gave us something tangible to hold on to, to look at for that forgiveness as well. He sent his son, his son Jesus, into the flesh, the very son of God, the son of the Most High, with all the other names that we get of him, the Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God born into this frail human flesh. But see, a tangible, something, something that happened in history, in a real place, with real people, for them to see him and be eyewitnesses to his life, to hear him speak and to be there as he grew up and to be there as he did ministry and to see him eat and talk and cry and sleep and die and rise again. 
something that tangible that we can look back to and say, yes, the Son of God was born. Yes, the Son of God did live. Yes, the Son of God did die and he did rise again. And then he hands one more thing to us. And he says, I'm going to wrap you up in all that Christ did, and I'm going to wrap you up in the waters and the promises of your baptism. Something tangible to hold on to, to point back to. So when those ears and that proclamation comes again where we hear that we're a sinner, we continue to hear God's word speak loudly. Yes, you are a sinner, but you're also righteous. You are forgiven. And that's what was proclaimed over you in your baptism. And that faith that God gives us to hold on to those promises is the same faith he worked in Mary's heart to believe the angel's words when he says, you will have a child and he will be the son of God. And she says, behold, I am your servant. Let it be done to me as you say. That faith, that strength of faith is what we look, and look to God for and thank God for. To thank God that he works by his spirit to strengthen that faith each day. To look to God to just be in awe when we hear those words of forgiveness. And we say, really? Really, God? Is that forgiveness true? Because I know who I am as a sinner and I know who I am in the things that I do each day. And I know how my heart often is self-focused and I Know how broken I am, Lord, yet you call me forgiven, as he calls you forgiven. And we don't need to doubt those words or wonder about those words because he has given us Christ to hold on to. He has given us Jesus to hold on to, crucified, dead, and risen once again for our life. So that we can walk each day knowing who we are in God, absolutely forgiven, absolutely beloved. And looking forward to that day that he comes again. So as we hear those announcements in life and we wonder how good they could be or wonder how sad they could be in all of those, we remember God's announcement to us. Hear my son, Jesus, my beloved son who's come to take away the sin of the world, as he's taken away your sin, as you're loved and forgiven. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the forgiveness that you've given us in Jesus. And in just a few days as we celebrate his first coming, we pray that you would make our hearts strong to wait courageously for his second coming, knowing that who we are in your grace and mercy, who you have called us as forgiven and righteous and beloved children, knowing that that is just as true as Christ was when he walked this earth. We know that who you make us is who we are. Our identity rests in the promises you have given us in Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen. And as we remember who 